Praise the Lord. Now, as we are saying, we are going through the book of Romans. We went through chapter 1. We are Apostle Paul listed the, of the sins of the world and say we sins of God, we are called to be sins. Those lifestyle and misbehavior should not be in our life if we are called to be sin. Now, in chapter 2, Apostle Paul is going to address the critical teachers, Jews, that are not following Jesus, but they thought the Lord of Moses is what they are following. And he's now going to address them and say, will you not judge yourself? If you say somebody should not do this, are you doing it yourself? And then he's going to come back and point to the fact that the work of the law, nobody has been able to keep it and God has condemned the whole world as sinners. That's why he brought Jesus Christ to save mankind. Not in putting our trespasses on us anymore and calling everybody to come and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and accept the Son of God into your heart. Those who refuse to accept the Son of God into their heart, they cannot get the antidote for sin. The antidote to remove sin from, from us, to remove sinful nature from human beings, is Jesus Christ. But we have to ask Him to come and live inside us. We have to believe in the shed blood of Jesus Christ. That is the message of the Gospel. That Christ came to die for us and to wash us with His own blood as a sacrifice and as an atonement for the sin of Adam and the sin of Mary's. And those who accepted Him he said, you have to eat my flesh and drink my blood. You have to eat the flesh of Jesus Christ and drink his blood by the impartation of the Holy Spirit coming to live inside you. Those who refuse to participate in that sacrifice, they, they are calling God a liar. And they will have to face lake of fire. Now let's go to chapter 2. Apostle Paul started talking in this Romans chapter 2 as we are teaching. Therefore thou art inexcusable, O man, whosoever thou art that judgest, for wherein thou judgest another, thou condemnest thyself. For thou that judgest doest the same things. You see what I said? If you are judge, going to judge anybody by the works of the law, are you sure that you are completely free from all those offenses? That's what Apostle Paul is saying. And the only way you can be free from all those offenses is through the blood of Jesus Christ, Christ living inside you. So that is Christ living his life through us. So if you are not in Christ, you cannot please God. You cannot fulfill all those laws of Moses. Now you have to remember the laws of Moses is not just those ten laws. Those ten laws are just summary. If you go to the book of Exodus, Leviticus, Deuteronomy, you see many other things that are precepts and uh, statutes that all are supporting the law that you if you look at it you will see that nobody can keep all of these things even mention that even if you see a bird on the tree that has the 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 eggs the bird and the eggs are sitting there you say don't take the eggs and take the bird that's called wickedness many people don't know about that well it doesn't look like it's part of the law of ten laws why is Give you precepts of God. If you see a, a bird and their little babies, the eggs are, are, are already hatched, and the bird is taking care of their little babies, he said, Don't take the, male, the mother bird and the babies into, into slavery. Because when you take them, you are taking both the mother and the babies into slavery. Say, Let the mother go if you are going to take the babies. You see? Because to, in the eyes of God, that is wickedness. The same way, he said, if a man 
went and slept with a, a, a mother and a daughter is wickedness. All of those things that the world is full of those sins of the world. See, that's why the whole world is condemned before God. The only salvation is to come to Christ. Let Him renew, your, recreate your spirit. The born again experience, recreate. Your, so I just give you examples of what the law of Moses and he explained it more, very, very much in Deuteronomy, in the book of Leviticus, things that are, that God sees as abomination. That's why you have to just come to Christ to renew, to renew, to recreate you. And that is what he calls, you have to be born again. God said, Jesus Christ said, we human beings have to be born again. Recreated in the spirit. Because the Lord, can, nobody can keep it. It's just among us. There's no power in the Lord to make you do it. He just tell you what you must not do. But the power to be able to do it is the Christ come and live inside you. That is the difference. The power to be able to keep all those is Christ come and live inside you and change you from within so you are a new creature in Christ Jesus. And that's why Apostle Paul is now trying to address the Jews that claim to be following the law of Moses to, to first condemn them in all the claim trying to stand, make them to see their fallacy before he point to the fact that it is faith in Christ which he will address in verse chapter in chapter 3. So he went further in that chapter 2 in indicting all of those people that are trusting in the law. He said verse 3 says, And thinkest thou this old man that judges them which do such things and doeth the same, that thou shalt escape the judgment of God? Or despisest thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance and long suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance? After thy hardness and impenitent heart, treacherous up unto thyself wrath against the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God, who will render to every man according to his deeds, to them who, are, who by patient continuance in well-doing seek for glory and honor and immortality, you give us eternal life. But unto them that are contentious and do not obey the truth but obey unrighteousness, you give them indignation and wrath. And tribulation and anguish upon every soul of man that doeth evil. To the Jew first and also to the Gentiles. Everybody will be judged. But glory, honor, and peace to every man that walketh good. To the Jew first and also to the Gentiles. For there is no respect of persons with God. For as many as have sinned without law shall also perish without law. And as many as have sinned in the law shall be judged by the law. For it's not the hearers of the law that are just before God, but the doers of the law shall be justified. So he went further to, in, in his own, in his, in his explanation, saying that even people can always have questions. They ask us questions when we preach to them that, are you telling me that those who, if you say Jesus Christ is the only one that can save, you are telling me that those who have never heard about Jesus and they died even before Jesus Christ came in all these other countries or before the gospel reached them, they are dead. Are they going to hell? Because they do not, they do not hear about Jesus Christ the Savior. How is God going? To, how is God going to judge those people? Apostle Paul explained that in this example, in this chapter three, chapter two of Romans, verse forty-seven. Well, when the Gentiles, which have not the law, they do by nature the things contained in the law. These have not the law are a law unto themselves, which show the work of the law written in their hearts. See, God is already written in your hearts. You know what is right and what is wrong. So if you are doing what is wrong, you already condemn yourself. You know, no, no. Until the Messiah comes and save you, you say, "Well, if the Messiah 
If they have not come before they are, they are dead, they are going to the they are going to be in the in the hell until the day of judgment. But you have to remember something. The Bible says when Christ came and he died, he went to hell to preach to souls that are in prison in hell. Which means people that were there before Christ, they have already heard their gospel. Christ went there three days and announced himself. So those who escaped by believing will be will, they were transferred from hell into paradise. But those who are still in hell is because they didn't believe. Because God knows that are so. Now you that you say, well, what about those who are not dead by that time? But once the once the gospel has not reached them, they were dead. You say, the Bible said the Lord is already written in your heart. It is what has been written in your heart that is going to judge you on that day. Now it was chapter three, let's go to chapter three. Now he said, What advantage then does the Jew ask over the because they are because they are circumcised? He said, well, they are advantage because that they, they, they knew some of these things, but if they don't believe the Messiah, it's, still can't, it's not going to help them. Now, Apostle Paul began to explain how, in chapter 3, that it is Christ that is our redemption. And let's go in chapter 3, and I'll point to some of these Bible verses for you. In verse 3, say, For what if some did not believe, shall their unbelief make the faith of God without effect? Say, God forbid, let God be true and every man a liar. That thou mayest be justified in thy sins and mightest overcome when thou art judged. Say, If our unrighteousness condemn, commend the righteousness of God, what shall we say? Is God unrighteous who take vengeance? Say, God forbid, how shall God judge the world then? If the truth of God has more abounded through my lie unto his glory, why yet am I also judged as a sinner? And not rather as we be slanderously reported and as some affirm that we say that let us do evil that good may come. Now what he was trying to say is that some people are trying to say, well, Apostle Paul is preaching that once you are saved or you are under grace, you don't need to keep the law of Moses anymore. You are now can just do whatever you like. Say, no, that's not what he's saying. We are now justified by faith in Christ, and when He changes from within, we become a Lord in our heart to ourselves. When we are changed from within, we fulfill all the law because we, it's no more in us to sin. That is what He's trying to explain. He says, Some people are saying that, shall we just continue in sin because now we are under the grace? He's trying to make you clear that no, you don't just continue in sin because the one you are yielding yourself to as servant, that is the one that is bossing over you. But he went further first to tell that the law does not justify anybody. Verse 9. What then? Are we better than the Jews? No, in no wise. For we have proved both Jew and Gentile that they are all under sin. Verse 10. As it is written, there is none righteous. No, not one. No one is righteous. There is none that understands it. There is none that seeketh after God. They are all gone out of the way. That's quoting the book of Psalms. That condemned the old man is that everyone has sinned. And he went for all the way to verse 17 and 18. That there's no fear of God between their eyes. And I said, This is written for everyone that is for obeying the Lord to, to follow the law. Now we know that what things ever the Lord said, He said to them who are under the law, that every mouth may be stopped and all the world may become guilty before God. So that's the indictment for the whole world, the whole world that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Verse 23, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That is what our God sees the righteousness of men. 
all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Now we are now to be justified through the redemption in Christ Jesus. Verse 24. Being justified freely by His grace, is the grace of Christ, through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in His blood, to declare His righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. So God is declaring us righteous through the blood of Jesus Christ, so that He can give us a new recreated spirit. So now where is the boasting then? We can't boast. It is just God that gives us this free gift. And it's not just for some few people. It's for everybody that will come and accept it. The free gift, which we call the grace of God, that just forgave your sins freely and then say, come and let me give you a new heart. It is for everybody that believes. You can't boast of it because it's not because I did something so special. That's why God called me to be Christians. It is for everybody, even those worst sinners that you think they are worst sinners and robbers. If they will believe Christ and come and let Jesus Christ change their heart to a new creature, then the old sins are already forgiven. No matter how many people they have killed, it's all forgiven if they can come to Christ and let Christ renew, recreate their spirit because they will become a saint of the Most High God. That is why the thief on the cross, you remember the story of the thief on the cross? He was a thief and he acknowledged that he was a thief. But he asked Jesus Christ on the cross, he said, Remember me when thou comest to thy kingdom. And Jesus Christ said, Today, he was for, that man was this thief of forgiving. Today you will be with me in paradise. And that thief was saved. But don't wait for you because you may not have that opportunity to be crying at the last minute. So you better, when you hear the gospel, that's when you should repent. So I'm telling you right now, you better repent and ask Christ to forgive you right now and make you a new Christian. Because you may not have that type of opportunity, your your chance may be so slim that you may not be able to cry out mess upon me in your in the, on your deathbed. So that's why the day that you hear the gospel today is the day of your salvation. And God is justifying people freely by that accepted Jesus Christ and ask Jesus to come into their heart. Let's go to chapter four. What shall we say then? That Abraham, our father, as partaken to the flesh, has found. Now he's going to talk about the faith of Abraham. That it was faith of Abraham, his faith in believing what God told him that justified Abraham, not in the works that he did. And let's read it. See, verse 2. For if Abraham were justified by works, he has whereof to glory, but not before God. But what say the scripture? Abraham believed God, and it was counted unto him. For righteousness. That was how Abraham was justified. When God told him that, Oh, you will have a son. Look at the stars, you can count them. That's how your son will be, how the number of your seed will be. And he believed when he didn't have any child by that time. And he was already close to 100 years old. You know, he was 75, 78, and so on. Looked like he was already too old to even have a baby. But God said, Don't worry, you will have a child. And he believed. Bible said, Because he believed in God, he believed what God told him. It is classified and counted for him as righteousness. So then he is justified. Verse 4. So now to him that walketh is the reward, not a record of grace, but of death. But to him that walketh not, but believe on him that justified the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. Even as David also described the blessedness of the man unto whom God imputed righteousness, Without works. 
saying, Blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin. Now, you hear that? That is because we are being forgiven freely by God and is not imputing sin unto us. And David was saying that man is blessed when God does not impute sin unto us. But now look, that is what we Christians are. Look at it in Second Corinthians chapter 5. God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. Not imputing their trespasses unto them. Second Corinthians chapter 5 verse 19. God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. You see, the world, everybody, the whole world, is what God is reconciling to himself. Not imputing their trespasses, that is, their sins, unto them. And has committed unto us the word of reconciliation. So, you see, what David was prophesying or talking about in his, in his book of Psalms, that said, Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin. That is what God has done to all that we have said, Jesus Christ is not going to impute your sin. He said, come out, come back to me right now. He has, he's, he's forgiven, he's forgiven, overlooking your sins. Not imputing their trespasses on them. And he's reconciling you to himself. But you have to accept it. You have to accept that reconciliation and come to Christ. That is what we are accepting. When we accept that reconciliation, we are called saints of God. Because God now recreates your spirit so that you can become a new creature. And that is what Apostle Paul was alluded to in Romans chapter 4. That blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin. Now is he coming this blessedness upon the circumcision only or upon the uncircumcision also? For we say that faith was reckoned to Abraham for righteousness. How was it then reckoned? When he was in circumcision or in uncircumcision? Not in circumcision but in uncircumcision. And he received the sign of circumcision, a seal of the righteousness of the faith, which he had, yet being uncircumcised, that he might be the father of all them that believe, though they be not circumcised, that righteousness might be imputed unto them also. So, righteousness is imputed unto us when we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior. God overlook all our former sins and give us a new, a new heart. And he's asking you, you can have the same thing. Verse 12, and the father of circumcision is what Abraham is to them who are not of circumcision only, but who also walk in the steps of that faith of our father Abraham, which he had being yet uncircumcised. For the promise that he should be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. For if they which are of the law be heirs, faith is made void, and the promise made of none effect, because the law walketh wrath. For there, where no law is, there is no transgression. Therefore, it is of faith that it might be by grace. To the end, the promise might be sure to all the seed, not to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations, before him whom he believed, even God, who quickened the dead. And call it those things which be not as though they were. That is the faith of God. God spoke things that are not existing yet. He spoke them into existence as though they were. And he was talking about Abraham. He said, Abraham, who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations, according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith, that's Abraham not weak in faith, 
and he considered not his own body now dead when he was about an hundred years old neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief but was strong in faith giving glory to God being fully persuaded that what God has promised he was able also to perform you see that is the faith of Abraham when God told him that he, he was going to inherit the world when he has no seed at all God told him he was going to inherit that Kedan land and he still will inherit the Kedan land when he has no seed at all and he believed he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief but was strong in faith giving glory to God being fully persuaded that what God has promised he was able to perform and therefore it was imputed to him for righteousness that's what righteousness righteousness simply means you are right with God righteousness simply means you are right with God so that's what we are saying about Abraham because he believed God he was right with God verse 23 now it was not written for his sake alone that it was a prayer to him but for us also to whom it shall be imputed if we believe on him that raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead who was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification so you can see Christ died for us and was raised for our justification believing that is faith and when you believe that Christ died for you on the cross and he shed his blood to wash your sins away and you come to him and ask him because he's still alive that's why he, he resurrected himself and went up to him and said where two or three are gathered together in my name there am I in the midst of them so he's alive you have to, you can call upon him wherever you are and he will come to you because he said call upon me and I will answer thee where two or three are gathered in my name there am I in the midst of them is what the Lord Jesus Christ said so he's right there with you and as I'm going to pray for you you just believe that if you have not been washed with your, from your sins he is ready to wash you right now if you ask him and commit your life to his hand he was delivered for our faces and was raised again for our justification that was the end of Romans chapter 4 and what have we been saying about this Romans chapter 4 Apostle Paul was highlighting the fact that it was faith of Abraham that justified him not the works that he did now he was given the circumcision as a seal like a sign between him and God after he has believed God, God said, okay, let me make a covenant with you. You do this, you circumcise yourself and all your children from now on, and that will be a token that I have signed an agreement with you. God has signed an agreement with Abraham that he pro God promises the seed will inherit the world. And we that are believing like Abraham believe God, we that are believing the blood of Jesus Christ, we are also signing a seal. And God has given us a promise that we are going to inherit this world like the faithful Abraham. We are the seed of Abraham. So that is what he was pointing out in Romans chapter 4. And um, if you that is listening to me, you are understanding this message of faith in the word of God, faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Faith is what is justifying us that we believe he died for us on the cross that we believe he shed his blood for our atonement that we believe that he is coming back again and we believe he is the lord of our life we ask invite him to be the lord of our life he will come in we give you the holy spirit and you become a new creature once you believe that you are on your way to right you know to everlasting life you are already given everlasting life say anyone that believes in me has passed from death unto life let's read that to you what the lord Christ said so believing in the promises that the Lord Christ gave is faith. You say, well, how are you sure? Because the Bible says so. Because the Bible says so. Let's read 
Gospel of John and see what the Lord Jesus Christ said about himself. Chapter 3, verse 13. I'll, read, I'll start from verse 13. No man has ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man which is in heaven. That's the Lord Jesus Christ. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. Talking about his own, his own his crucifixion. See, he will be lifted up like Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness. And those who look at that serpent will be delivered from the, from, this, from the bite of the serpent. Now, the same way, those who look at Jesus, that's why the Bible says, God make Jesus Christ be seen for us who knew no sin. They look at that serpent and they were delivered from the bite of the serpent in the wilderness. We are to look at Jesus on the cross and we are going to be delivered from the bite of sin. That has beaten human race. So he made Christ to be sin for us who knew no sin. So as we look up onto that, up onto that cross, onto the Lord Jesus Christ on the cross, the bite of sin in our soul will be lifted up from us. Just like the bite of the serpent was lifted up from the Israelites in the wilderness. When they look at the breathing serpent, it was, a, it was an ordinance, oracle. God made this as an ordinance. It's not just, it's not just um, some vague thing. See, when they say, oh, make a breathing serpent, put it on a, on a stick, and let everyone that is beaten by this snake come and look at that serpent and they will live. Look, I can, by looking at the, at the brass, I cannot make you live. Well, God said so, and so shall it be, and so shall was it. And Jesus Christ said the same way, anyone that look upon him on the cross, believing, will be delivered from the bite of sin. Because they look at the serpent in the wilderness, and they were delivered from the bite of the serpent. Now he said, look at Jesus Christ on the cross. Believe on it. So you will be delivered from the bite of sin. Sin has beaten human race. That's why the human race are going through Lake of to do by being uh, the humans are sinners and are going to hell, lake of fire. But now, looking unto Jesus on the cross, the bite of sin is removed from you because he, God has made him to be sin for us. And they look at that sin on the cross that this sin has been judged by God. The sin that beating human beings has been judged by God. So, by looking at and make and believing that that's my atonement for my sin, that's that that is poison of sin will be removed from your soul also. That is how God left it. And that's what Jesus Christ was saying in, the, in that Gospel of John chapter 3. So as Moses lifted up the, verse 14, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation that light is coming to the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For everyone that doeth evil hated the light, Neither comment to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth, comment to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest that they are wrought in God. So that's where we are going to stop this teaching. We will go to chapter 5 next time. But see, Christ is saying, when you look unto him on the cross, the, the, the poison of, this, of sin will be removed from your, 
from you from your soul the sinful nature is removed we become a new creature if you have not done that ask jesus christ to come into your heart right now look unto him on the cross that he died for you on the cross to take away your sins believe it and call upon him say jesus i call upon thee i repent for my sins come into my heart make me a new creature give me the new bath i am yours from today you are my lord thank you jesus that is it say it sincerely from your heart and the lord touches you right now father thank you lord for those that are listening let them be born again let them become a new creature in christ jesus and as they are those who are born again i pray lord that you help them to begin to live as saints of the most high god because it is Christ's life living his life through us as we yield to him. Yield to him means yield to the word of God you are reading. That points out what are sins that shouldn't be in your life. Just yield to the word of God and you will not be able to do all those sins anymore. Reckon yourself to be dead indeed to sin. Just do that. Reckon yourself that I'm a dead man. I can't be partakers of, of, uh, of fornication. I can't be partakers of adultery. I can't be partakers of drunkenness. I'm a dead man. Because Christ is now living through me and in me. God bless you. This is Gospel Distribution Ministry, Box 71027, Phoenix, Arizona, 85050. On the internet, it's www.gospeldistribution.org. Turn us again next week. God bless you.